Hi, and welcome to the Well Wisdom community. I'm your host, Claire, and this is the podcast where we pull apart ideas, beliefs, conditioning, and concepts rampaging their way through the New Age spiritual community. We dive into the shadowy depths of conscious parenting and how real that work truly is. We're going on wild escapades into the realms of being a millennial, what does it mean to be human in these fucked up times, what's coronavirus, 5D, or 5G. So, join us while we explore all of these questions, talk to some rad humans, and dissect humanity. Welcome back, and if you're new, welcome. In today's episode, I'm chatting with my good friend Dominique. We have these long, deep conversations on the regular, so decided to make a podcast out of one. It's the first time I've done this, so forgive the poor sound quality and lack of structure, but also I do want to keep these conversations really authentic. We dive into motherhood and figuring out your new identity. We share some stories from the coronavirus lockdown. We reference an amazing Netflix show that we've both been enjoying by Duncan Trussell called Midnight Gospel. And we talk about navigating these times on the planet. I don't have a sponsor for this intro yet, but let's just imagine I do because, you know, law of attraction and all that. So the sponsor of today's podcast is My Dreams. The people over at My Dreams are relentless in dreaming of a better future and paired up with my willpower, they are determined to create a better world. So with that, let's jump right in. Do you remember what it was like when you had a love? Like, do you remember what it was like for you? <laughs> like, and I'm not talking about the actual process of birth or anything like that. I'm talking about the after part. Like, after you gave birth and then, like, maybe six to, six to nine months after you gave birth, bro, and you... Yo, I didn't realize praying mantises fly. What? What the hell? Oh, <laughs> this one just literally flew in. Look. And it's just chilling, waiting, waiting, waiting. And it's about to. Oh. One hour later. Did you ever have this moment where you were like, oh my God, I don't even know myself anymore? Like, Everything that I thought was important, everything that I deemed important, no longer had like has no has no importance whatsoever, and like you had to relearn yourself all over again. I feel like that's what this is about. Yeah, as well. absolutely. Yeah, like having, I remember being in the car and just having this moment of like, "Fuck, I don't, I don't actually know who I am right now." Like everything I thought I knew about myself because I was so strong in like who I was and what I was and what I was here to do and all that shit. And then I had Perry and it was like, oh my God, like <laughs> zero point again, zero point field, like back to the beginning, start again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that's exactly like the the point of of motherhood because it's one of those like super 
life transitions you know like we get three of them from maiden to mother and mother to no sorry two of them from maiden to mother and mother to crone and they're like those pinnacle points in a woman's life and we're quite lucky in the fact that we actually get those initiations where we go through this massive um like up leveling where we actually transition from being in one state of consciousness to another when you are a maiden or don't have children you're in this mindset of you're so in the world focus you only have to think about yourself and every thought that you have is based on just you being all about you and your life but as soon as you have children your brain literally has to shift its entire focus to being outward constantly where the like everything that you do is based on these little people coming first and that's like a you, you can't even comprehend that unless you go through it. I went there the hard way. <laughs> I I used to, oh, yo, I remember having this moment too where I was in the lounge and it was just after I had Luna and I was like, prior to that, I didn't actually understand the level of sacrifice that my mother had made in order to have me bro and I was like I was sitting in the lounge and I was like thinking about all the stuff that I wanted to do all the things that I thought I was going to do and I remember thinking yo this is a good Mother's Day podcast bro (laughs) I know (laughs) straight up yeah I know I was thinking that but straight up like I remember I remember thinking like being in the lounge and my hormones were all coming down and that and I was bawling and I remember like looking up at my conservatory and seeing the moon and I remember going like oh my god mum like yeah like whoa I remember I like I know now like I, I I feel like I know what it is that you literally like sacrifice for me and oh my god I like thank you so much and I never said it to her bro yeah. I never actually said it to her but I and it wasn't and it wasn't so much a th- it wasn't so much like thinking about what she had sacrificed it was more that I had I was feeling it in my heart bro like legit feeling all the things that she had given up for me and for my sisters and for my brother and how much of a, like a, mm, yeah, how much of a, how much of a, how much of yourself, how much of your life you give up when you have kids, bro, when you decide to have kids. Um, and saying that though, that was her generation. Does that make sense? Like she comes yeah. from a generation where, like, Something when you have a kid, nice. like your life is over. Yeah. You you invest everything you have into that. That's yeah, absolutely. Because I was just thinking that as you said, the 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 words everything that yeah gave up, and I'm like thinking, I feel like that's so different for us, like. We yeah. don't have to, we're like in that and consciousness that this and mm-hmm. that we've mm-hmm. come to this place of realizing, especially I think 
with social media and the rise of mental health awareness and just also the rise in general of people experiencing mental health is that we recognize the detriment for mothers and putting a child so um before themselves that like you know that's the whole concept of self-care and self-love and not pouring from an empty cup kind of has emerged from this generation being like this is not sustainable especially not in this in, in this society where there is lack of village and there is lack of of that kind of general support um mm. you know like i think back in that generation well maybe not maybe it kind of started I feel like it started dwindling in our parents generation but it definitely before that they'd kind of have their, the mothers with them too and mm. they'd be you know have like more family and stuff with them they'd come from bigger families too so they'd have more like sisters yeah. and stuff around them having yeah. kids and helping raise kids whereas yeah. we definitely I feel like are so far detached from that in our generation that we barely even see our friends on a regular basis you know let alone like yeah. family and yeah yeah the other thing too bro that I realized as well when when I had Luna was like how lucky we are how lucky I was to have access to those types of um like organizations like postnatal depression you know like um what was the I can't remember the the name of the um, service, but like yo, the fact that I I I remember exactly like all the feelings and stuff that I was feeling after I had Luna, like the depression and all that. I th I think my mum my mum called it baby blues, bro, and I remember catching myself in one of those moments and being like, yo. I remember mum having this and her not understanding or knowing what it was that she was going through and thinking that, you know, and she, she didn't know, you know, whereas I caught it and I knew exactly what, what I was going through, you know, and I remember thinking like, far man, I'm so blessed to have this awareness. You know what I mean? Like have this Absolutely. exactly what it is that I'm dealing with right now and knowing that it's going to pass. Yeah. And I remember, like being so like caught up in it sometimes that she, yeah, I suppose she was, I, I don't know. I've never really spoken to her about it, but I remember her saying, you know, that, yeah, agreeing with me and saying that, yeah, I, I really was, I really am blessed that I had access to those sorts of services whereas she didn't and she had to deal with that shit all alone bro yeah you know? yeah I feel like that's exactly like the pinnacle of of what evolution is isn't it it's just that awareness it, it just advances with each with each generation you know like we have the awareness of knowing what depression is and having resources and hopefully our children will have awareness of their emotions mm. and how to process them even before it gets to, mm. you know, that stage. Yeah. 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 Not too late though. Never too late. Well, no, it's never too late. What's that? To, to thank them for all that they've done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep.
Yeah. Even if it's just to her higher self. I think I think that I did say it to her. Like I think that I did say it to her, but I don't think that because I wasn't as in touch with my feelings as I am now, I couldn't really convey it to her like properly. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Like I, yeah. I couldn't really like explain it to her in this way. Like I was just sort of like, yeah, I had this epiphany, mom, that you, you know, that, you know, I had access to all these services and you didn't. And, um, you know, thank you. <laughs> I think that's how I said it, like real cold and shit. Eh? Mm. But actually, yeah, the way I felt it was totally different. What an evolution, though, eh? In your own emotional awareness. Bro, even just thinking back to that time, like, what Luna's going to be two this year, and thinking of, like, thinking back to that, and, like, like whoa. Mm. It only feels like last year. <laughs> no? And that's kind of, like, the gift of motherhood, is we're in this kind of weird time warp where things feel like they're going so slow and yet it happens so fast and mm. in that time you're like entirely rebuilt mm. you know like you were saying before mm -hmm. you're in that phase of you know you don't know who you are and and that kind of haze feels so all-consuming but it actually happens so quickly yeah. that before we know it like the rebuild and like being an entirely different feeling like an entirely different person mm. a different outlook and perception and that kind of upgrading process like happens real quick yeah bro yeah yeah so quick that you don't even have time to realize except for like in moments like this yeah <laughs> and that's why the only thing you can do is feel your way through it yeah and not yeah, judge bro. those feelings oh. eh? honestly yeah. man i am bro so I, I feel like super duper blessed that I got to experience I before all of this shit because that has been what has literally helped me through this whole process bro yeah. like and helped me to get there real quick like get to that place real quick because I feel like I got a taste of how to deal with um I got a taste of how to like put myself back together again, bro. Yeah. And, how, and, and that's what this, that's what like ever since I did Aya, that's what my whole life has been about. Like breaking myself down and putting myself back together, break me down, put me, put me back, break me down, put me back together again. And it's like, it's getting easier and easier as, as uncomfortable as it is, bro. It's, it's getting easier. Yeah. And so, like, how would you, how do you think that that's played into um, going through this specific instance with the coronavirus stuff? What's going on in the world the last four weeks, what, or the last, like, six weeks since we've been in lockdown and yeah. everything that, that's kind of brought up? And I guess, mm -hmm. like, that how everyone's experiencing this at the moment. And like you said, you're glad that you did the Aya before all of this shit went down. I feel like in the first maybe like couple of weeks of lockdown, I, I focused, I focused, no, nah, actually the week leading up to lockdown and then in the first couple of weeks after we went into lockdown, I focused real heavily 
on the real dense dark shit you know everything i like i went into 5g real deep i like into mandatory vaccinations um like the actual virus and how it works i like yeah man i went real deep into all of it and i feel and 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 the thing is too like as i was going into it i felt my vibration um i don't want to say it like go like i don't mean like go higher go lower but but like if i'm just speaking about it physically like it felt like i was um going downhill real quick so much so that my immune system like i started to develop a freaking like a um a flu bro i started to develop a, a flu because i was like yo i had i was doing hand sanitizer wearing gloves i i didn't go as far as wearing a mask because i was like that just like i had a mask in the cupboard and i put it on a couple of times before i went to go shopping <laughs> but then i was like what the fuck are you doing like yeah and then feel real silly in then, the car eh? yeah bro. <laughs> <laughs> but driving in the car with my gloves and shit and like <laughs> and then i got to this point i, re- I remember just getting to this point going fuck the healing is not here bro the healing is not here you're not gonna find what you need here it's good that you've come down here and you've like did all your research and you've checked out every corner every loophole every like think cool now you've done that um you need to look for the tunnel out like this is not where it's at you're you're and and it wasn't until i started like developing flu symptoms and stuff that i was like yeah nah nah bro you need to bounce from here (laughs) before you get coronavirus (laughs) and you haven't even been in contact with anyone who's had it (laughs) yeah yeah so so yeah I, i got out of that real quick and then i almost like bro and then i almost i had to do that i went into that like it reminds me of that part on midnight gospel where that dude's like he has that realization and then he dies you know like and then gets reborn again like comes back again and um and i remember going okay oh bro actually i remember the first week of lockdown i had to go to the supermarket because we had run out of milk and stuff and it was the first time I'd been to the supermarket and there were lines and everyone was wearing masks and everyone was wearing gloves. And I decided that day that I wasn't going to wear anything, like not even gloves. I didn't have any hand sanitizer because they had run out everywhere. And um, I went to countdown and I stood outside, I think for like 45 minutes waiting to get into the supermarket. And everyone was so shit scared bro like because like yo I I can feel the energy real um yeah because I can feel that energy you know and I was like I I was really tuning into that consciousness bro and I was like and I remember like just bro I just started bawling my eyes out like it got to my turn to go into the supermarket 
and the trolley dude like I was watching him spray the 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 handle on the trolley and then he wiped it down and the security guard he was turned around he was wearing a mask and he looked at me and he was like are you oh um you can go in now and, and I was like and just like full-blown bawling you know that's <laughs> like oh my god like what the fuck is going on here like and i was shaking and everything i was shit scared bro i was so scared yeah i was so scared bro and i remember walking in the supermarket there was no flour no pasta no toilet paper um only like uh what canned food did they have they had bloody um something real dumb and out of it like mangoes or something like canned mangoes and canned blackberries that's all they had left in like oh canned food. and I remember freaking no water they had no water oh my goodness yeah bro and I was like I freaked out freaked out and I um that was so horrible bro that put me off the um supermarket for a couple of weeks <laughs> and then yeah and then so after I after I had that thing where I was like oh I'm not even gonna um I'm just not gonna feed into it I was just like okay well if I get the virus I get the virus I completely surrender and um yeah what helped me get to that space too was actually having the tools to know that if it did come my way I could I could um definitely support my body in the best way possible to be able to fight it you know yeah. to have to have like a fighting chance <laughs> well, so I, can't, I can't I can't I can't say what I would tell someone to do but for me yeah. personally what I did was I stocked up on my oils so I made sure I had the oregano oil mm. um because that's like a natural antibiotic um oregano oil the eucalyptus oil um I had the on guard oil which is like supposed to uh fight off it's antibacterial antifungal antiviral um, all of those um <laughs> stocked up on vitamin c um honey i got a like a massive jar of honey heaps of fruits veggies um what else did i grab lemons and like a box of cayenne pepper because yeah. yo when i started getting that flu man like i was hitting those lemon um lemon honey and ginger Lemon, honey, ginger, and cayenne pepper drinks like crazy every day. And whatever was manifesting or, or starting in my sinuses completely like obliterated with one of those drinks. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I don't know, just things that I, that I felt would help boost and support my immune system naturally. Like yeah. a like flu jab and shit like that. That was never an option, ever. Yeah, yeah. I went real hard on the collodial silver. Mm, and that, yeah. yeah and I, that. I was smashing, um, like, I had got like a liter of it. It was gone in like three days. 
But like I was actually sick, so you know. Yo, bruv, I, I feel like you should talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Far. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't actually know what it was um, because the doctors didn't test me at the point where I was like real sick. Like I got real sick the week before lockdown kicked in. And then I went to my doctors, I think it was like the day before lockdown. Mm. And um and that was when it was like I had to be seen in my car and the doctor came out in like a fucking hazmat suit and like it was like oh, so crazy. But they they didn't even allude to testing me. I had like the dry cough fever like serious amounts of mucus like I've never experienced a sickness with that much mucus before um and what they did was sent a script for um some kind of antibiotics to the local pharmacy which is in the supermarket and I'm like went out in my pajamas (laughs) I went out in my pajamas and I was like oh my god I was like at this point having massive coughing fits like could not stop coughing (laughs) I had to go and like people were freaking out at this point it was like that point that you said when you were (laughs) at the supermarket and everyone was like real scared (laughs) And, and I didn't have a mask I didn't have glass I had nothing like we I hadn't stocked up on any of that stuff I'd been sick from like the house for like a week and um so I like got a, a bandana and covered my face <laughs> with that went on to the um chemist and I started having this coughing fit <laughs> like I started having this massive coughing fit and people just gaps like they sprinted <laughs> they sprinted away from me and I was like trying to say like you know the doctor thinks that I just have a chest infection like I don't think it's COVID they didn't test me <laughs> and I'm like coughing I can't stop coughing and I'm trying to talk to the chemist lady about my script and the doctor hadn't sent the script through so I was oh. like I was like I can't I can't have to go <laughs> And I ran, I ran out. I got into the car. And I was just like so humiliated. Like I've never felt like oh. more embarrassed to oh. be sick in my life. Because that was just like oh man. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I mean, I don't know I don't really know what it was. Um, but the more that I kind of like think about it and then what I've learned now about viruses mm. and the fact that you can't catch viruses, but also the fact that how like our system, our system is actually like designed to go through those symptoms as like a part of a detox to like clear out um, toxins and shit like that yep. from our body on and a regular basis. Mm. And also for energetic purposes as well, we mm. go through those like those times of being down and out when we like our body kind of like offline while we are. Mm integrating like a whole lot of stuff and Mm -hmm. the timing of it being when there was so much like fear and density like spreading through the planet so Mm. so rapidly 
it really felt like um, I really had this sense of clearing out like a lot of gunk from the collective mm. from the ancestral line, like just the amount of kind of crap that I was coughing up and all the rest of it. It just really felt like really thick old stuff. Mm. You know? So mm. I feel like, yeah. And, and that lasted like quite a while. Like I was probably sick for like two or three weeks and then even after a lot of the symptoms cleared because after like the coughing and stuff I got the worst sinus infection for like a week um Mm. that was the worst part really more worse than like the coughing and stuff um and it took yeah like another week or two to actually even start feeling normal again like my energy Mm. levels and and all that Mm. so it's yeah, man, it's been a time. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Oi, okay, I remember a part there during that during that whole fiasco <laughs> where I literally, from talking to you and stuff, and from what I was tuning into, literally started developing like a lot of the symptoms that you had told me that you had, and. Like, yo, I had to step back because I was like, nah, I got to stop. Like, I got to stop tuning into all of it, all the shit to do with the cabal and all of that. Like, I just, I got to step back from all of it because it's, um, I need to find my way through the shit storm right now. Yeah. And this is not the way, tuning into all this, like, stuff. And, I mean, like, yeah, it was great, like, fairyland type stuff, but man and how addicting is it too like like when you get into those documentaries like the fall of the cabal and out of the shadows and that mm. stuff it's just like the and on stuff and mm. the, the updates the the twitter posts and all that you start getting like okay what's next what's happening next yeah yep. yep. and i felt like this waiting like this constantly like um all right waiting for it to all go down yeah then that recognizing that in that space how much I was like living in this mm-hmm. in future that potentially may or may not ever happen mm. and like that the the detrimental impacts of that and being mm. not present in this moment mm. was huge realization for me when I clicked onto that mm-hmm. and even in the process of recognizing that and stepping back from it and coming back to just being like okay I'm I'm gonna focus on this moment and what I can control in my life here and just not pay any attention to that to that outside noise. And mm. it was like instantly I was able to get to that place of being like, you know what? If we get sick and die, so be it. Because we mm. signed up for this experience and that's all part of it. Like we're just supposed to experience what we're meant to experience and then our soul evolves and grows. And if it turns into being a totalitarian government with forced vaccinations, then so be it. Like none of it is wrong or right. It's all just experiences so that we can grow and evolve and learn about what we are as the creator experiencing Mm. the experience. Mm. Mm. I couldn't find that stuff in the documentaries. I couldn't find that yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
yeah. I feel like Midnight Gospel was the closest, like, come the closest. Well, it literally hit it on the head for me. Oh that, um, that, that stopped me dead in my tracks, bro, because I was like, prior to that, I was at this, I was on this, like, this, I was riding this wave of like, okay, next level, next level, next level, next level, next level. And then to realize, because everything that he said in that, in that, um, in that series was like, your rang so true and, and was so, um, yeah, it just had this, like, this, this, this feeling of truth that you can't, like, you can't, can't make that shit up. <laughs> Either it's truth or it's not. <laughs> and so, yeah, when I, when, when watching that, I was like, yeah, no, nah, there's no such thing as levels. Everything just is. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah. And I don't need to, I don't need to get to the next level. I don't need to do anything. I just have to want to be me and be what I am. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Mm. That's it. And like, that's the thing with truth, eh? Is it, it resonates at a frequency that only Mm -hmm. you can feel and like. And you can't be duped with that shit either. Like you can't, you can't trick it. No. It's either real or it's not. <laughs> and that's like, that's that can't be said about this 3D stuff. Mm. The cabal stuff, the vaccine stuff, the the 5G stuff, all of it. When it causes that uncertainty and that fear and that back and forth, not knowing mm. the outness, like that's not truth. Mm. Because if it's truth, it resounds in every cell of your body. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I feel like, um, I feel like after I came through all that shit, <laughs> cause we had some massive like moon cycles during that four weeks, right? Like, fuck man, we had so much going on. Um, and I remember like just sitting down one night going, okay, nah, this is legit an opportunity that's presenting itself for you to go to like dive deep and you should honor that. Like your ancestors never got the chance to be in like a full-blown war and to be going deep into their traumas and into their shit and, and sorting that out. So you owe it, like, you owe it to yourself and you owe it to them and the next seven generations after you <laughs> to go in and literally peel those layers back. And, bro, it was so, so uncomfortable. Yeah. So, like, oh. And, but like energetically now I don't feel that weight anymore yeah like legit I don't feel that weight at all that's amazing yeah and it's funny because um yeah and I only just realized that right now when I'm like trying to feel (laughs) feel back into that energy like I actually can't it's not there anymore um 
but yo even even throughout that i remember like having feelings of like massive massive anxiety and being like okay closing my eyes i was standing in the kitchen and i remember closing my eyes and just breathing and holding my heart and going oh where is this coming from and it was like yo this is ancestral <laughs> this is like you're feeling exactly the same feelings that your ancestors felt during times of war and you have the opportunity to like feel these feelings and transmute them for them transcend them for them as well as yourself and your seeds like yeah and I remember going through going through them and going oh wow like just feel and feeling so mummy for them like just feeling like wow and um i was getting like flashes of like woman like especially like my my great grandmother my grandmother like all of them um and feeling like how they just had to like just keep going just keep going just keep going like don't survive 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 you know and not actually have time to sit down and fully process those emotions and grieve and cry and all of that and I was doing all of that throughout that process bro yeah I was yeah. I was doing all of that like crying for them um the only thing I never did was scream I never got to be truly like with every with all the feelings that I was feeling mm. and um <clears throat> yeah I feel like that will probably be the next stage or the next phase <laughs> when I come back to it. Um, yeah, I would say more of a vocal release. I was thinking like something that I feel like would be so beneficial for me um, because I resonate with so much of that, like going through that mm. grief, like the grieving process. Mm. Um, but one of the the emotions of the grieving process that feels really trapped for me is anger and it is um, <laughs> without being able to have like that vocal outlet and as you were saying that I was like thinking do you know what would be so therapeutic is like smashing plates smashing plates, smashing plates. <laughs> <laughs> it's what like a Greek or something bro <laughs> no man it's like a thing <laughs> It's for real. Yeah, like, that's what I'm just, just like trying to feel. Is that like your Greek ancestry coming in or what? Yeah. I oh, know. Yeah. Was it Italian? What? What? Scottish, South what African, Irish. Is it Irish? Yeah. The Irish do that. I don't know. I don't oh know. my god, bro! Do you know what that reminds me of? Okay, my name and my quarter used to go to this Christadelphian church. Okay. Bro, I swear to God, I was five years old, and one day <laughs> we were having like <laughs> we were having like a like a full blown like kids party <laughs> at the Christadelphian Hall in Johnsonville, and I <laughs> marched ten of my Sunday school mates out. They were in my in my same class. I marched them outside, and because bro, they were like real trustworthy there bro <laughs> they gave kids real plates none of this paper plates stuff it was real plates and bro i marched them outside to the back to the like right down to the end of the car park and i looked around and i was like right everybody when you're finished with your food 
hoof your plate over the fence and down onto the road. We had like 20 smashed plates down on the oh road. Like someone, someone ended up coming up and telling like, um, telling our Sunday school teacher, she comes to bed and she was like, she couldn't believe it, bro. Like she couldn't believe. And everyone said that it was me. Like, and at that time, because of my age, bro, just, I just was like, you, you know, like, obviously now I know, well, but no, these kids actually, <laughs> they chose to, to hoof their plates over. It's not like I stood there with a gun to their head. I just planted the seed, you know, <laughs> and threw out a three, a threw out a few threats that like, you know, if you didn't do it, I was going to smash it over your head. So... <laughs> But bro, I remember someone, I remember like one of the church people saying to me, like I remember, no, she didn't say it to me, but I remember walking or being like in the classroom downstairs, like away. And I remember her saying to me that, or saying to my Sunday school teacher that I was the devil, bro. <laughs> and I remember holding on to that, like, pretty much my whole childhood and thinking, like, oh, my God, yeah, like, I am the devil. Like, who goes to church and makes, like, kids throw their plates on the road and smash them? Yeah, because that's <laughs> what the devil would do if he... Came to exactly if you got to church, right? <laughs> so I guess we better wrap up the podcast. Yeah, let's not let's not do that. Let's <laughs> let, not me do just, that. let me just edit and piece some stuff together and send you through, and then you tell me what you think. I think there's some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you did, it would mean so much to me if you wanted to head over to iTunes and leave a rating. This will really help me in being discovered by more like-minded humans. If you want to uh, see some more, you can follow me over on Instagram and Facebook at WellWisdomNZ. Until next time, fellow humans.